This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. <laughs> he wants nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Wes Reynolds from Vason here on the Sports Better's Paradise, talking some NFL as we are the down to the second to last weekend of the season and Wes I gotta tell you when I look at uh, your first couple of picks I say boy I just think of Bill Raftery onions <laughs> I mean to take the big shot you know and, and Wes this is uh and tell me why you're you're going on with these teams these you know two teams the first team we'll talk about but that is whenever there's a high profile game I'm sorry standalone game like a Monday night, like a Sunday night, or like we've had with these Christmas games mm-hmm. and Christmas Eve, some of these standalone games where you're forced to really watch one, focus on one. Whoever looks terrible, I'm I'm rolling with them the next week uh, in the NFL. Yes. And vice versa, because the recency bias really creates value and lack thereof on both side, both participants in such a lopsided game. We'll start with the Colts against the New York Giants. Colts plus six, they look terrible. Look ter- I mean, they could not even move the ball against the prevent late in the game uh, on Monday night, the standalone game against the Giants, who are playing for a lot, you know, and on their way to the playoffs. I'm reluctant to stay with this method this late when almost maybe tanking by roster is sort of setting in. Why are you sticking with your philosophy on sort of the bounce back figure, which has been really successful in the NFL. Yeah, and you know I get it. I mean, it it is a big leap of faith to bet Indianapolis because look, that that was an embarrassing performance on Monday night against the Chargers team that I didn't think was really that great, but they were good enough, and and they're now in the playoffs. Uh, if you look though at this matchup, it's now the Giants up to minus six, and I just think from a number standpoint, that's a little bit high. Like you know. You know, if we say we bet numbers and not teams, then this is the, you know, exhibit A, I think, for that with the Indianapolis Colts. Because if you look at the Giants, Jimmy, and they have everything to play for, you know, they win and they're in. That's all that stuff is priced in a number this late in the season. Okay, so it's not like the guys that make the numbers and put out these openers haven't thought of that. And that's why you saw the adjustment. I think this was uh, I think this was three on the look ahead, uh, obviously, sure. before this past weekend's results. And then, you know, gets put back out at five, five and a half. Now you're seeing six. Wouldn't be surprised if it went to six and a half. But you got to look from the Giants perspective. 
they haven't been favored in over a month. I think they've been an underdog in the in uh, the last five games, and they've covered, you know, and uh, for the last five. But you look, the last time they were favored, they were three point favorite against the Lions on November twentieth. They lost outright thirty one to eighteen. They've won eight total games this year, and they've all been by one score. And they've only covered that spread four times all season. This is Daniel Jones's second biggest spread ever. He's four and seven, 36% as a favorite. You look on the other side, the Indianapolis Colts, the defense, you know, which I thought played pretty solidly considering they were put in jail because they just couldn't move the ball or when they were moving the ball, you know, and I think that maybe calls into question Jeff Saturday's coaching acumen. He kept saying after the game, yeah, there were holes all over the place for Zach Moss. Well, then why didn't you run the ball? You know, you, you passed it, you know, more than two times than you ran the ball. So, yeah, I, I didn't necessarily understand that. So, you know, when, when I when I look at this, the Colts, I still think, are a very good defense and they're the best uh, unit on the field. The Giants defense, from from that standpoint, I believe in uh, in DVOA, the Giants are 29th in the league defensively. They are 31st against the run. So now what happens when it gets pointed out that, hey, Colts, you ran the ball okay, you know, now they're going to really probably emphasize it, which they should, against one of the worst rush defenses in the league. So I think Indy's offense is anemic as it looked, and it is going to be Nick Foles. Jeff Saturday came out on Tuesday and said, we're going with Nick Foles again. So I think that they can actually move the ball a little bit on this Giants defense. Uh, So I I think now that we're getting a six and we may even see six and a half, I think at some point we're going to see a little buyback on Indianapolis here. And I like the Colts plus the points. Well, there you go for um, one uh, team that you factored in. And look, I mean, the odds makers know when you lose a 33 point, uh, the the biggest lead in the history of the NFL. And again, in a standalone game, Mm -hmm. you know, it was by itself on a Saturday. um, There are already... Uh, very few that were backing the Colts, and then after this Monday night, so yeah, I get it. It's big. It's a it's an inflated number. And keep it's in just, mind, got they me, got mo- they got money on Monday night. They got a little bit of support in the market against the Chargers. So what happens when you give a team support and they burn you so badly? You want to skirt away from that team, and that's yes. a natural instinct, I think, for betters. But this is when I kind of want to, you know, be average white man, pick up the pieces here. <laughs> Well, let's let's speaking of picking up the pieces, let's go to the Denver Broncos and that masterpiece on Christmas Day. I mean, the Rams, I mean, destroyed them. Whew. I mean, in game, no hedging here, baby. Just keep just keep pounding, just keep hitting Denver. I mean, uh, the Rams, the Rams minus 13 and a half, minus 20 and a half. It just kept uh, pl- plowing in because there was no uh, there was no end in sight with this one. Now they go to uh, Arrowhead to take on Kansas City. Kansas City got a ton to play for uh, here as they're trying to keep that slim lead over Cincinnati uh, for the number one seat and that buy in the wild card round. You take it to points in Denver plus 13. Yeah, and I mean, it's rock bottom when that, by the way, was the slime game uh, on Nickelodeon on uh, Sunday with Denver and Rams. It's rock bottom when Patrick Starr from SpongeBob SquarePants is just roasting Russell Wilson. (laughs) That's not what he meant to cook. (laughs) Just just killing the guy. And, And look, what you saw with Denver 
And that, what really surprised me is obviously them giving up 51 points to what had been kind of a corpse of an offense. Uh, you know, for the most part in the Rams, even though they've continued to play hard, knowing that they're long eliminated from the playoffs. But, you know, and I don't think Nathaniel Hackett is the entire problem, to be fair. I think Russell Wilson has been damaged goods and has, has not been good all season. But the thing that did surprise me a little bit is that Denver, you know, you got to call into question you know, maybe they're one to because I thought they quit. When you're giving up 51 points uh, to the Rams and you were a number four defense overall in DVOA, you were one of the top defenses in the league. And, you know, were they quitting now? Were they quitting on Russell Wilson or were they quitting on Nathaniel Hackett? Maybe it might have been a little bit of both. But in terms of this one, I, I know Denver is a garbage team and I know Patrick Mahomes is perfect 10 and 0, never has lost against Denver. But he's only 12-18-1, even though they did cover against Seattle last week. But he's only 40% as a seven-point favorite or more. Uh, so, you know, you got a division underdog. This is Denver going against Kansas City, which is one of the elite teams in the league. Ordinarily, I think you would think, okay, this is a total quit spot. But the league has been, I think, fairly smart in terms of how they have scheduled this late in the season where they're saying, okay, we want competitive games because at least we've got rivalries. At least we know when a team is out of it that they're going to continue competing. And I think Denver actually will compete here. It's already priced into the number, not only what we saw out of Denver because it was 10 on the look ahead and they even got as high, I think, as 13 and a half. It's already been priced in that Kansas City is 12 and 3. Buffalo has the tiebreaker. Buffalo has that big Monday night game against Cincinnati that we're seeing probably the Monday night game of the year, if you will. So Kansas City obviously playing for a lot here, playing for that, you know, first round bye and that home field throughout the AFC playoffs. I think it's taxed in the number. I thought that this was a little bit high. And keep in mind, remember Kansas City, would they get up like 28 to nothing or something in the first yeah. half? And then a couple late turnovers, Denver made it competitive. Denver actually, as bad as they were, had them life and death to win that game. And Kansas City had to pick up a couple key third downs on that final drive to go ahead and salt the clock away. It ended up being just a six-point game. Denver, I think with them, yeah, because I had Denver. They were taking nine and a half at home. Now you're getting almost two touchdowns on the road. So, I, you know, I'm going to grin and bear it here, and I'm going to go with Denver. Yeah, they uh, that, that was um... – I forget how many weeks ago, about two or three weeks ago. It was one of only two or three games on that uh, Sunday afternoon, the late session of games. And, yeah, I, I don't I, – I've seen a bunch of things that I, I didn't see in that uh, that Christmas Day game in L.A. with Denver. Uh, a backup quarterback, uh, I mean, right. ripping, ripping the lineman's ass or Patrick right. and SpongeBob. I mean, what, what not? The backup quarterback or Patrick, you take your well, pick. And, and you another do? thing, too, with the players, uh, I got to wonder, okay, now they know this ownership. This is the Walton Penner family, of course, from Walmart, uh, that paid $4.6 billion to acquire this team from the Pat Bowen Trust. So they're not messing around. Okay, everybody's like, oh, what about Russell Wilson's contract? These people paid $4.6 billion <laughs> for this franchise. They got the money to tell Russell Wilson to go kick rocks. Okay, here's your money. Hit the road. They got the money to do that. So I think maybe that gets in some guys' heads like, oh, boy, I could be out of here next. You know, so that's why I think you might get a better and expected effort from Denver on Sunday. 
standalone uh, position for that game did not help uh, the uh, Hackett uh, as well. No, uh, yeah, it really kind of magnified all the issues that we have seen this season, especially offensively. All right, let's stay with the Rams. And, well, uh, one team looked terrible, but one team looked pretty good. And Baker Mayfield is – has he matured a little bit? Has Sean McVay just helped him a little bit? Uh, Maybe a little bit of both. But for being with the Rams this soon, he does not look that bad. Um, Very comfortable in those uh, play-action boots and throwing on the move. And now they're uh, catching six and a half. Both teams' home stadium, the home t- tickets, yeah. uh, home season tickets go to the Chargers. So officially, a Chargers home game. Chargers are six and a half. You're looking at the Rams. Yeah, Chargers did uh, clinch, uh, punch their ticket uh, in that Monday night win over the Colts. So they are in the playoffs. Uh, in terms of the seeding, they obviously cannot win the division. So probably they're looking at being the six or the seven seed in the AFC no matter what. And and the Rams, you know, what I always think is funny, Jimmy, and that's what's funny about sports betting Twitter and sports Twitter in general sometimes, is that people are like, oh, the Rams need to tank. It's like they don't have a first-round pick for like a decade pretty much, you know, <laughs> with that trade that they made for, for Goff, you know, getting Matthew Stafford. And who knows, even though he signed a contract extension, <laughs> is it 100% certain that Matthew Stafford's going to want to continue playing football? Maybe he'll be like, you know what? I got my Super Bowl ring, you know, after a long career. Maybe I'm going to forego it. Now, that's leaving a lot of money on the table, so I'm not 100% sure he wants to do that. But Baker Mayfield, I think, has shown a little bit of improvement. This offense certainly has more life than it had with John Wolford and or Bryce Perkins. Uh, you know, and the Rams are not are, are not a good team, but I think that they've been a lot competitive lately. I think Sunday was kind of the perfect storm to take out the frustrations of a frustrating year. And I think that they have some more to continue over here because this is the Battle of Los Angeles. And look, if you look at what team has the most fans in Los Angeles, it's probably the Raiders. You know, that that L.A. is still a Raider town, even though the Raiders haven't been there for over, uh, you know, almost three decades. But the Rams and the Chargers, I think, both want to be like L.A.'s team. The Rams certainly, I think, are ahead of the game being that they won a Super Bowl championship. But they're still not there. So there's pride on the line here. So even though the Rams are five and ten along eliminated from the playoffs, I think they're you know, they're gonna want this one because the Chargers, I think this is the crosstown rival that they're gonna want to play hard. I know the Chargers are in the playoffs and I think they're dangerous as long as they have Justin Herbert and as long as Justin Herbert is healthy. But if you look at the Chargers this year, Jimmy, they've played in eleven one score games you know, through 16 games. They're 1-4 and four against current playoff teams, and that only win was against the Miami Dolphins, who we have seen, you know, have kind of faded even before the two concussion news that we saw on Sunday against Green Bay. The Dolphins have been kind of falling off a little bit the last few weeks. Justin Herbert's tremendous. He's a million-dollar quarterback and a thousand-dollar offense is basically what he is. I don't love their play calling. They struggle on early downs. They get behind the chains like all the freaking time. Uh, the Chargers defense, I know, has looked good lately, but they've lucked into a downswing. They had the Dolphins. They had the Titans and the Colts. Meanwhile, the Rams, even though they've suffered a couple losses, they've been kind of competent over the last several weeks, I think. So this number just felt a little high to me, too. 
where I think that there's going to be an understated effort from the Rams, if you will. I think that they are going to, you know, try hard to want to beat the Crosstown team. You know, who are these Chargers coming into our town thinking that they're LA's number one team and they're going to the playoffs and we're going to be sitting our butts at home. So I thought six and a half was awful high. I like the Rams. And uh, the Rams have not given up, man. That was a good effort uh, on Christmas Day. Uh, Even when they were winning, they just kept their foot on the gas. Uh, One of their previous opponents on Monday night was at Green Bay. Uh, They did not quite get there in that one. But uh, Green Bay now at home. This is a rematch or the the home and home, uh, the second game of that opening week game where, of course, Rodgers hit uh, Watson in stride, didn't get it. The Green Bay with a Big win, come from behind win uh, down in Miami on Christmas Day. Now laying three at home against the Minnesota Vikings. Well, here we go again, Jimmy, from about three weeks ago. How can the Vikings be underdog against Detroit? (laughs) And Detroit ended up easily covering the game and almost led wire to wire. But look, I think the better team is favored here. And I think Green Bay, even though the record doesn't show it, they're the better team. They're a top 10 offense in DVOA. Minnesota is 19th. Packers even rank better defensively, even though they're dead last against the run in terms of DVOA. Uh, you know, this is the revenge spot. Remember, the Vikings start out the season easy 24-7 to win up in Minneapolis. I think Green Bay is healthier on the offensive line. Aaron Rodgers finally has his full set of receivers, you know. And the chemistry is developing. Of course, you got the young kid Watson, who's still a candidate for offensive rookie of the year. Now you have Romeo Dobbs, the uh, uh, young man that played at uh, Nevada, Reno. You have, of course, Lazard. You have Cobb, his old trusty Tanya at tight end. The defense still needs to get better against the run. But Minnesota really hadn't run the ball well in the, in the back half of the season. So also one thing to notice, if the Eagles win in the early Sunday window, Now, they play New Orleans. I think it's down to six and a half. The market's kind of in a holding pattern, waiting to see if Jalen Hurts is going to go or if Gardner Minshew is going to go. Uh, So, look, if if the Eagles win in the early window, they're the number one seed. So, you know, Minnesota, I I won't say totally meaningless, but, you know, you can't get the number one seed. So, you know, I don't know if that means all of a sudden they're going to sit everybody, but that's something certainly to keep in mind in your handicap of this game. Uh, Packers over the last, you know, ever since like week seven, they've been one of the top offenses in terms of DVOA in the league. And they've certainly been a, a top 10 team. So cold Lambo late afternoon, January game, Aaron Rodgers. uh, you know, if you look at the trends, uh, 47 and 28, 63% in games, 45 degrees or below. Oh, I'm sure this will be up in green Bay, constant Wisconsin on new year's day. Uh, very good in the cold weather, very much used to it. I know Green Bay was, you know, a little shaky early on last week at Miami, but they forced a couple turnovers uh, from Tua. They took advantage of them. All the numbers are down for the Minnesota Vikings, and you're talking to a guy that did have a long shot, does have a long shot future on the Vikings, bet him for the division, bet him for the season wins over, and that's going to, both are going to cash, but this team is, is fraudulent. I mean, they are. You know, I know it sounds like a broken record, and we talk about this every week, but they are. And I think Green Bay, you know, I when they beat the Rams on Monday night and I looked at that schedule, I go, if they win at Miami, I think this team's going to find its way and be the last team in the wild card in the playoffs. And now it's all set up for Green Bay. you got Minnesota coming in, and then you've got Detroit coming in in week, in week 18. So, I'm seeing uh, minus three at Bet Rivers. Uh, this game, I'll probably money line, but we'll lay the three here with the pack. 
All right, so uh, Green Bay minus three. I love the pick. I love the pick. The, the last six games, um, uh, they are two and four against the spread uh, is Minnesota. The two games they won, uh, the Jets had what, uh, I think, uh, 35 snaps and set the five-yard yeah, line. Yeah, I, I had and the they Jets couldn't in get that in game, there. and they didn't score when they had uh, a chance. So did I. The and then Thanksgiving night, Thanksgiving night, they covered against New England some kind of way, that horrible uh, call on Hurst uh, as well. So that's the two that they have covered. In the last six, is this time? Yeah, their their point spread value has been and inflated. they've had two walk off uh, field goal games. Obviously, the Colts collapse up thirty three to nothing. First of all, right. and, and that leads me to the last question, an exit question on this: How the hell do you get down thirty three to nothing to the Indianapolis Colts to this team? <laughs> How do you do that? Well, there was a block punt. There was a pick six. There was uh, a failed fourth down attempt at their own 29. I, so yeah, that's a I few mean, of them. But, but that, tell, that tells you, I think, a little bit about this team. They had the walk-off against the Giants. Once again, by the way, Minnesota got out-yarded, not only total, but also yards per play. They've been getting out-yarded all season. This team is what? Are they now 11-0 and in one-score games this year? Yeah, 11-0. Yeah, that's impossible the three, the- to sustain. The three that they've lost, 24-7 against Philadelphia, 40-3 at Dallas, and again, 33, uh, 34-23 against Detroit. So, yeah, they are 11-0 and against Detroit. That's hard to do. Yes. <laughs> that is hard. Here's the picks it again uh, in review for West. Uh, Colts plus six at the Giants. Denver plus 13 at Kansas City. Rams plus six and a half and sort of that neutral site game at both of the home stadium against the Chargers. And then Green Bay at home and you know, odds tell us that Philadelphia will take care of New Orleans, mm-hmm. uh, at least beat them, and that will mean even less for the uh, the Vikings at 3 o'clock in this game against Green Bay. For Wes Reynolds, Afis, and I'm Jimmy Ott on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.